You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown. Live streamed every weekday at 6.30 a.m. It's Wednesday, 18 January. Local inflation data due 10 a.m., 7.2% expected. I'm Simon Brown coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb studios in Houghton, Johannesburg. On the show today, chatting with Mia Kruger from Kruger International. I want to ask where she's finding value this year. Chatting with Chantal Marks from F&B Wealth and Investments. Uh, two of her preferred stocks for the year, one local, one offshore. And Dr. Rulof Boerter, the Ultron Fintech Household Resilience Index, actually picking up looking okay out there the show is brought to you by stanlib visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists stanlib asset management is an authorized financial services provider Morning headlines for MoneyWeb. Spa Group CEO Brett Botton to exit after less than two years in the hot seat. This is after a lot of allegations in the media over the last few months. Business Day, China's shrinking population. First drop in 60 years points to India becoming the world's most populous nation probably in the next year or two. Morning markets, US was mixed. S&P down 0.2%. NASDAQ up 0.1%. Asia's green. Sydney up 0.1%. Tokyo up 0.6%. Commodities, uh, mostly red. Gold, $1,905 an ounce. Brent is your green at 86.70 a barrel. Platinum, 1,046. Palladium, 1,738. Rand, 1,701. Bitcoin, 21,300. Tencent is up just over 1% in the Hong Kong lunch break. And top 40 looking for a 145-point green open. That is 0.2%. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Trading now with Mia Kruger, a director, of course, at Kruger International. Mia, appreciate the uh, early morning time. Uh, after a, a, a final end to last year, a break over the holidays, uh, some relaxation and, and, and hopefully some, some, some sort of gentle thoughts around markets. The question I want to put to you is, is where are you finding slash looking for, for value in, in 2023? Last year, was, last year was tough. I mean, there was money to be made, but it was tough. What's your approach for this year? Good morning, Simon. Yes, as I've alluded to last year as well, we were very focused on our portfolio construction in terms no. of utilizing all the value we've already started seeing in the market. We saw some uh, big sell-offs last year and some areas of the market that has particularly sold off strongly uh, is, for instance, the uh, the software area of the tech sector. And if you look at the software and many of those software companies are the, these companies that already do make a lot of money and yeah. they've got more of a defensive nature nature uh, to the economy when there's a downturn than we see from many of the ones that have very big, uh, you know, sky ideas. So we like that so that area of the market. We've, put, uh, we've positioned there while it was uh, already sold off more than 20%. It was most definitely, from a U.S. perspective, one of the most lucrative areas and uh, biggest value uh, options in the market already at that time. And then an interesting one where we see a lot of the companies over the last year that have sold off starting to uh, to exhibit some value characteristics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So also when we for, for particularly look at some of the energy stocks where we over the last uh, uh, long term, so say 20 years plus, I've seen these companies be, uh, you know, focused on 
reinvesting capital, a lot of capital into into their businesses to take all these commodities from the ground. They are now paying out a lot of that uh, that earnings to their shareholders, and they're not reinvesting into these businesses, even though they are still very uh, cash flow strong. So that is an interesting change in dynamic in the market that we also like, and we're still seeing some value in that sector. And then, of course, in China, and the reopening has really just highlighted the 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 uh, the value proposition that we do see from China, but that has been for now for quite some time the cheapest area in the market. And we've we've looked at China, we've had some exposure there. We were most definitely already early, but we stuck it out, and we still see that this is an area of the market that can surprise to the upside. We've seen how fast the Chinese economy can open. We've mm-hmm. seen the numbers and the data coming out of of of, uh, of January in China, and that is just a, a a good example of how quickly that economy can turn around if if the cylinders start firing again. So being very cheap, it does look like an option because we don't have an issue with inflation in China either. So despite all the other issues worldwide where we sit with high inflation, we sit with rising interest rates, we do not sit with that in China. And that could most definitely boost and bolster portfolio as well. So I think those are three of the interesting areas in the market that have sort of dynamics that hasn't been uh, that hasn't been everyone's pick over the last five years. But it could be something that uh, boosts your portfolio significantly in the year or two to come. I like that. I like it a lot. And I, I take your point. It, it wasn't cheap for a long, long, long time. And then suddenly it was. And that was the opportunity. Uh, software focusing on tech companies, energy, uh, and of course, China. We'll leave it there. Mia Kruger, Kruger International. Always appreciate the early morning insights. If seagulls were hardy dars who could afford to retire to the coast, what kind of bird would you be? Would you soar over the savannah or chase summer around the globe? You see, even when you stop working, your money won't. When you invest in Stanlib's fixed income funds, you can retire earning a regular income off your investments. Invest for more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on the money. Jenny now with her, Chantal Marks, our Head of Research at FMB Wealth and Investments. Chantal, appreciate the early morning time. Uh, Two stocks on your, on your, on your, uh, uh, you and your team's radar, I suppose. We should credit the team rather, not just you. Uh, a, a local and an offshore. The local one is Baldwin. I think a lot of folks will, will, will know Baldwin. Um, they've, they've been listed for a while. The share price has been uh, lagging, but they're an interesting little business. And, and, and they're actually doing fairly well, although you would never tell by looking at the share price. No, if you were looking at the share price, you would think that they are, um, they've done something wrong <laughs> uh, and something very wrong. Uh, the stock trades at a, a 60% discount to its net asset value, and they've really shifted their business. I mean, a few years ago, they were basically building apartment blocks, they were selling the apartments, but now they're actually, a rent, they've got a rental business within mm-hmm. there. And importantly, they're building out their annuity income streams. So if you look at these big apartment complexes and the kind of estate, the quasi-estate living that Baldwin sells, they now have the option for you to hire Wi-Fi from them. Yeah. You, They've installed solar and backup power, so you can actually buy electricity from them. They're becoming like a utility as well. And that annuity income stream, um, I think, is really attractive longer term.
I like that. I like the, 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 the utility nature of it as well. And and this is an industry. I mean, the, the, the barriers to entry, you know, I mean, you and I could get a bucky and try and build these. And truthfully, we would never do it well. Yes. This needs that, that, that critical scale, which, which they've got. And, and truthfully, the, the years of experience, which, which sits in the, in, 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 the, in the senior executive team at Baldwin. Yeah, absolutely. And I, if you look at the, the quality of what they're actually putting out there, I think it is it is way ahead of um, of anyone else uh, from a developer perspective. And the, at the cost at which they're actually able to deliver really beautiful apartments with granite tops mm. and well-installed kitchens. I mean, I think that they, they have a first, first mover advantage, but they also do things extremely cleanly and carefully. Um, and I think that given the housing shortage, that we have in South Africa, the area of the market in which they play, I think this is a stock that you can comfortably hold um, for the longer term. Yeah, and, and my sense is, you know, the, the worst case scenario perhaps is actually you, you, you get a, a, a delisting coming through. The, the other one is a Swiss-based travel retail. I'm not going to say the name because I'm going to get it wrong, so I'm going to leave it to you. But I'd never heard of this company, and they basically operate duty-free stores, which I found absolutely fascinating. Airports, cruise liners, railway stations. I mean, it, it's very niche but I mean they dominate the space yeah it's really cool and I think I'll also butcher the name but okay. I'm going to give it a go the free okay. so it's Works for me. a play on duty free <laughs> yeah it's a play on duty free so the free I think is the right way to pronounce it, to pronounce it it is a uh, it's a Swiss listed company and um, and as you mentioned they they specialize in duty-free shops. Now, if you look at what has been happening in international travel globally, it has picked up quite nicely, but we are still not close to levels that we were pre-COVID. You've also had China reopen its borders more recently, Chinese travel set to rebound. And I do think that the, that last minute shopping or that browsing or that, oh, I can't leave the Toblerone mm-hmm. um, <laughs> will probably support this company as global travel continues to, to rebound. Bound. Um, it, the stock has already done a little bit, but I think that there's still something in it. Um, it probably won't be the best performer in your portfolio this year, but I, I, I don't think it's going to be the worst performer either. Um, something probably in the middle road because we are in the middle of that recovery cycle for this company. Yeah, and that's just it. I mean, you, you've you've got retail, but you've got retail on 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 travel, and, and as you point out, I mean, travel is recovering, and and there, there might be some stumbles over the year, recessions, and and worries around that. But 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 post pandemic, we're out there and, and and traveling, and it's to your point in the Toblerone, it's that captive market. I've been stuck at airports for you know protracted periods, and not always because I, my flight's delayed. Sometimes I'm just early, or it's a connecting flight or something. And those stores, people are shopping up a storm, and 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 I mean, I scratch my head sometimes but sometimes I'm that person too yeah I mean I'm not a duty-free shopper either but I I've my sister is so <laughs> <laughs> someone in my direct family comes here every single year or two and brings 50 Toblerones M&Ms in a little tin she's also bought herself some perfume and a pair of Ray-Bans for no apparent reason and I think it's just that that <laughs> waiting and that waiting around that makes people want to do something and they end up shopping and the some of these items are high cost items I mean we're joking about the Toblerone yeah. but um, you can buy you can buy very high priced items as well you can buy luxury handbags for example where the margins are actually uh, quite good I reckon particularly 
particularly if you consider how expensive things are in airports. Yeah, and I just remembered, my sister-in-law is a shopper there as well. The deep irony is she lives in cognac in France, yet she buys the cognac at the duty-free to bring to everyone in <laughs> South Africa. And I scratch my head every time, but then I just enjoy the cognac. We'll leave it there. Appreciate the time. Chantal Marks, Head of Research, FMB Wealth and Investments. Your money gives a damn. If it could protest and sign petitions, your money would. But your money can do more than that. When you invest in Stanlib's Infrastructure Investment Fund, beyond getting solid returns, you are helping to build a more sustainable future through job creation and positive economic growth. Damn right you are. Invest for more impact at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. MoneyWeb now on the money. Chaining now with uh, Dr. Rudolf Botha, talking the Ultron FinTech Household Resilient uh, Resilience Index, uh, released uh, literally just uh, an hour or two ago. We're looking at the third quarter of 2022. Uh, Rudolf, appreciate the early morning time. The, the, the index to me, and there's a couple of points I want to dig into, because actually there's a, there's a fair bit of positivity in this index, uh, the, the outcome. The key point is that it has recovered from the, 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 the pandemic uh, uh, downturn. Yes, um, it, it has fully recovered. It's, it's exactly where it was in the last comparable quarter before the, the COVID pandemic, which is the third quarter of 2019, um, because this is the third quarter results that we're looking at mm-hmm. now. Um, we have to wait, unfortunately, until the publication of the Reserve Bank's latest uh, quarterly bulletin before we can finalize the index, because it's got quite a lot of information in 20 different indicators. Yeah, there's a bunch there. Two that really stood out to me. Employment improving. It's still a little below pre-pandemic, but certainly picking up. And meaningful, I mean, the increase in household disposable income has really picked up. And I imagine that is in part probably helped by the improving employment situation. Uh, Absolutely. Um, Personally, the the standout uh, point in in the latest uh, reading of the Atlantic uh, index is that um, employment in, in, in both the public and private sectors has increased quite significantly on a year-on-year basis, which I think is the most important term that one mm-hmm. should look at. Quarter on quarter, uh, you know, I mean, from from the third quarter to the fourth quarter of of every single year, you have a spike. For instance, in one of our key indicators which is household consumption expenditure because of Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Christmas shopping. It just goes through the roof. It's, it's very typical. Um, so the year-on-year comparison is, is, is much more appropriate. We also eliminate that, that, that seasonal impact through um, four-quarter average, mm-hmm. which to my mind is the best way to get rid of seasonal influences, much better than a formula which doesn't take cognizance of technological changes. Uh, the, 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 the index overall, I mean, if, if we think about our personal experience, it, it, it's tough being a, 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 a consumer in South Africa right now, truthfully, in, into much of the world. But, but this index actually paints a picture of a consumer who is robust, or perhaps put another way, is, is almost the, the old cliche, you know, bull market plan. I mean, it, 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 surviving almost in spite of, of, of higher inflation, rising interest rates. And of course, there was load shedding galore during this period as well. Yes, not quite as bad as the load shedding we had in the fourth quarter. So, sure. but the fourth quarter uh, will, will certainly be 
uh, be very good. Uh, I can't wait to do that one because it will certainly move in the right direction and then it will take a hell of a knock in the first quarter of next year. Uh, traditionally, that happens because the first quarter of every year in South Africa is not very productive. Uh, many people are still on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and of course, this year we also had the added load shedding. But what is me a little bit, Simon, is that if you look at household consumption expenditure growing at 3.3%, Employment and private sector growing at 5.1%. This is year-on-year real figures, obviously, mm-hmm. with employment. And public sector employment growing at 13.5%. I mean, this is, I mean why? I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. But then, if you look at the, the contrast of salaries in both the public and private sectors, that's still both negative on a year-on-year basis. So it does seem to me, uh, really, that, and I don't want to be overly critical of that, is uh, I think they do a good job. Mm. But, but certainly somewhere here, uh, the remuneration of entrepreneurs in our economy, and there are tens of thousands of them, uh, is not adequately captured in the stats SA data. And that's why, the, uh, as, as you pointed out, the household disposable income is, is a more accurate measure. Uh, they have ways and means of, of determining that. And for that to grow at um, 4.3% year on year, and 27% since inception in 2014 at the index uh, inception, that tells you that it's not as bad as uh, we think it is, and certainly not as bad as some social media posts uh, want to make it out to be. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the horror story, which, is, which, as you say, is out there in, in, in the social media, and, and sometimes even the more traditional media, is, is not borne out. The, the, the one negative one that really jumped out at me, but then it, I thought about it, and it, it, it makes a sense. Uh, quarter on quarter, in year-on-year reading, uh, unit trust assets has gone, has gone down. Um, it's down, what's it, 5.1% year-on-year, 1% quarter on quarter. That's not people pulling out of the market. <laughs> that was just the market going south. So even if you didn't... Uh, you know, sell any of your of, of your assets, uh, they they were worthless, and and therefore they they come in at a negative number. Exactly, and and for the big ticket items, I mean, we've got an indicator in here: civil debt defaults, mm-hmm. which we we use the reciprocal, and there are technical reasons for that, obviously, because all the indicators, all twenty, must move in the same direction. And that's increased by seventy um, percent since inception, which is good news. It means that there are fewer civil debt defaults, but it's a very small number. Uh, but the big ticket items like unitless assets we're talking about, <laughs> you know, we're, we're in the in the trillions here. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, for for that to have grown by almost thirty three percent since twenty fourteen is is brilliant. Yeah. And as as you've indicated, the market was uh, the market was horrible in the third quarter. And once again, the, this particular indicator is going to, without a shadow of doubt, is going to fly in in the next uh, probably at least two. Uh, if not m- more uh, indices li- uh, lying in wait for us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, our local market had a really, really strong uh, uh, fourth quarter. And those unit trust assets, I mean, we, we entered the pandemic Q4 2019, $2.8 trillion. Uh, now it's over uh, $3 trillion. Those are giant numbers. It's down from Q4 of 2021, but of course, uh, the market was down from Q4 of 2021. We'll leave it there, uh, Dr. Rulof Boerter, talking the Eltron Fintech Household Resilience Index. That's it for today. A poll on our uh, LinkedIn and uh, Twitter. Channel with Chantal Marks there around Ballrun, one of her uh, team's preferred stocks for 2023. Is it a stock you like? Is it a stock that you are holding? Certainly it's the stock I have on my list. And, and, and not just is it a, you know, offering good value, it could also be a delisting candidate. Uh, have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter. 
Twitter. Yesterday, chatting with Matete Talari, we're talking around gold as it trades above 1,900. It's come back a smidgen uh, this morning, but it's still above 1,000. It's at 1,905. We asked if gold miners were a potentially great trade for 2023. Almost half of you said yes, and you've already got some positions. A third say no gold for you, whilst the rest were saying there are better options out there. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning. The Money Web website's in the app, 6.30 a.m. podcast, just after 7. Thanks to my team, Eddie Nobuchle, Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for their early morning. My name is Simon Brown. This is Money Web Now. We'll chat again tomorrow. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7 a.m. on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.